You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 250 of the big show. Some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Long weekend here in Canada. Thanksgiving long weekend here in Canada. Hope everybody has a has a fun Thanksgiving. And a thankful one. Um, thank you for tuning in, guys. That's I'm thankful for you guys being here. How anybody's here? Why is anyone here? Who knows? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm recording this kind of Saturday afternoon. Um, I I was going to record yesterday, and I got home, and I was just like, nah, I don't feel like it. And and, um, yeah, I've been been actually working like every every weekend in the mornings, just, you know, going for three, four hours, just to do some cleanup, catch them a little bit overtime and whatever. But yeah, I decided not to go in today, so... It was kind of nice. Uh, it's been a long time since I had weekends off. Um, yeah, just kind of sat in my chair early this morning and looking out the window and kind of just enjoyed myself and, uh, you know, scrolled Twitter and rolled my eyes and shook my head and same with Facebook and unfollowed a bunch of people and it's just like, I'm just tired, just tired of just stupid and just, it's like, well, I, I don't want to read this horse shit in my timeline. So it's just like, yeah, you're out. Like, not even, like, mute or anything. I'm just like, yeah, beat it. Like, just, you're an idiot. So, yeah, just tired. I'm, yeah, it never ceases to be amazed me, especially Facebook. Just the stupidity people will put on their timeline and just, I don't know. Yeah. Ah, well, whatever. Ah, but... Well, it amazes me what people, what air quote professionals tweet out too. So, but we'll get into that. But before we get into that, as I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. 
It's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented. Uh, so whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. I think the NHL starts this week. I think it's today, actually. I think the NHL starts up. Woo. Yay. Strap in for another another exciting season. <laughs> it's better now, bro. Yeah. Um, but yes. But outside of the network, of course, got my friend Alec there at the Five for Fighting podcast out there in North Carolina. Waiting for that phone call, man. What's going on? I thought we are doing this topper shit. Getting all excited here. But uh, Alec... Um, between work and everything else, he's he's a busy cat. So, um, and I know he has the in laws down in Florida and stuff. So hopefully they're they're all right with everything that went down in Florida this last little while. So, um, you know, obviously podcasting has sort of been on the back burner, but at some point here, I know he wants to get back into it on the regular. Um, his last episode. Basically, just talks about some preseason stuff. It, it, it was uh, rant, I, can, I know the feeling of ranty type episode. Um, I, I agreed with it wholeheartedly. Um, and if you happen to be on YouTube, check out the Five for Fighting YouTube channel. Um, he put up the East Coast League fights from last year. I imagine he'll be. I I keep saying I haven't. I really haven't asked him. I should text him while I'm on the air here. Um, I'm assuming he's doing that again this year, and. Uh, you know, there's going to be some interesting stuff in the East Coast League here, I believe. And, uh, you know, new team, some new young kids coming in. We'll see what happens. Um, so definitely going to keep uh, an eye out for that. And, uh, yeah, and if you're on there, like I said, if you could subscribe to his channel, that would help him out. I'm trying to get Alec to 1,000 subscribers. So um, that would greatly be appreciated. And while you're there, if you could check out the Fourth Line Voice YouTube channel. I have over 2,500 fights on my channel. Um, all the NH or, uh, all the leagues, NHL, OHL, AHL, everything sorted. Type in whatever you're looking for, boom, it'll come up. So, if you could subscribe, I would dig that, man. I'd appreciate it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of just a kind of a weird feeling episode today. Um, oh well, here I'm, I'm about to yap, and I I didn't even mention my last guest and his show. It was rude of me. Give it a Lazito. Of course, I had Joe Lazito on on Wednesday for episode 249. And uh, his latest podcast venture that he's starting up, it's the Nordique's Knuckle Podcast. Uh, it is going to be Quebec Nordique based. And um, yeah, he is. Uh, he just put out episode one where it's just kind of an introduction of what he's doing and, and that sort of thing and his, and his uh, ideas and visions of the podcast going forward. Um, I know he has some guests lined up. Just going to sit down and do the interviews with him. Um, uh, yeah, and I had Joe on to talk about all that. As well as, we did a list. I, Tim was very excited about it. Told me all about it on Twitter. Um, we did the top five, Joe's five toughest uh, Nord, Nordique players of all time. And, uh, and I always like having Joe on anyway, regardless of whatever the topic is. But... And it certainly won't be the last time I have him on. And, uh, yeah, so we had fun doing that. And uh, I actually have more fun. I mean, the episodes are good, but I have more fun, like, off the air when I get these guys on because it's always, because the conversation goes in a million different directions and we have some laughs and everything. So, um, yeah, it was like whatever, right? You phone your buddy and you'll have a laugh, but then the difference is we, I, we just record something after. Um, but, 
yeah, so I encourage you to uh, check that episode out, as well as the back catalog. As I said, 249 other episodes, so plenty to choose from. And, uh, yeah, check it out. And if you're on social media, I don't know why, I don't know why people would do that to themselves. I, I know I always joke about that every week, but just, like I said, just scrolling it this morning and I'm just, see, I have to be on it because I have to promote this show. But the moment this show's done, I am not going to be on social media anymore. It, it's just, it's, it's too much. It's just nauseating reading this and just people's fucking like there's their self-importance and the white knighting that like fuck she she's not gonna fuck you bro like it's just like just guys trying to fucking be heroes narcissistic beautiful people that think they everyone just needs to like i like is there a oh see i'm already starting is there a bigger are there bigger douchebags on the planet than like TikTok fucking influencer people? What is that? I, I don't understand. Like TikTok, I don't I don't get it. Like I mean I, I take that I get it, but it's just like okay, if it's like a dog or it's just a funny little thing where you're telling jokes or whatever or magic okay. But like these fucking chicks wearing next to nothing doing these stupid dances or you know, whatever and then are they lip syncing to something or what? It's what, what? Like, you're just that narcissistic. Like, just look at me. I haven't had an, I haven't had attention in seven minutes. So I need the validation of like faceless strangers to call me hot. You know, like, holy fuck. Like, this is our society. Like, just vapid douchebags that just, you're morons. Just morons. And just like no self awareness, like just my God, like ugh. I mean, I don't know. I guess if I was a young buff dude or a young hot chick, I don't know. Maybe I'd do it too. I don't know. Well, I'd like to think I wouldn't because I'm not a douchebag. But although some might argue with that, but I don't know. I guess I've never been the beautiful people with the chiseled abs or anything. So. Maybe I couldn't afford to be a douchebag. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, though. It's just, it's so, it's, why? Just why? I don't, uh, I, I guess that, that'll be the theme for today's show. Why? That might be the title of it. Why? I, I don't understand. Like even the other, like all Facebook, like on Facebook this week, I posted my episodes and posted pictures and whatever, because holy fuck, if you don't engage people, you know, they have, people have the attention spans of goldfish, so if you want them to listen to your show, I mean, holy shit, you gotta, you know, gotta give them flashing lights every two minutes. Um, speaking of which, at the end of this episode, I have a question for all the listeners, a serious question, that I want you guys who listen to this show, I want you to listen to it, and I want you to get a hold of me. But we'll get, I'll get into that. But, um, yeah, that is, that's going to be a, th- a theme throughout today's show. Why? Um, but I always joke, like I said, and I've done this an intro like 10 times, so I might be repeating myself. I don't know. Because it's either glitched up or I had to go somewhere, blah, blah, blah. So if I repeat myself, because uh, I'm not editing shit. So uh, if I repeat myself, bear with me. 
But because uh, I'll have forgotten that I said it in the in the other whatever. <laughs> um, like I said, I always say we're not going to go. I'm not going to talk long, and I end up being an hour and a half. Um, no, I'm really not going to talk long today because I really don't have a lot written down, and and I don't know. Uh, just I, I don't know. I just don't have much to say today. Well, that's not true. I have a lot. I have I have a bunch of shit I want to say, but just not a lot of topics. So. Remember I was talking before, like the episode before, uh, about like, you know, circling the drain, not beating the dead horse. I'm going to try not to do that today. I probably will. I think that's sort of a habit in my life, but I'll try not to. Um, but anyway, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't know. We'll talk about some preseason whining, lack of professionalism. Um, I had a question about Eric Lindros. Somebody asked me that I want to answer. Um, um, I don't know. Uh, got Hey. Pack of hockey cards. We're going to open those. Yeah, an audio podcast, so we're going to open cards. <laughs> That'll be fun. Um, oh, Ross Johnson, just so mean. Um, you know, and just shit like that. <clears throat> All right. Um, well, let's get into this nonsense. Um, actually, before, you know what? We were talking at work the other day, and uh, some guy's talking about, like, some food network and blah, 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 and, like, food trucks and stuff. Um, I have a million dollar idea for a food truck. If I could pull this off, because I'm no cook, I'm no chef or nothing like that. You know, barely know how to boil water, but, um, I don't mind barbecue, but, uh, not bad in the barbecue, but I could, I'd get the, if I had a lot of money, I would just, because the brother-in-law is like an actual trained chef. Um, not that he doesn't do it anymore, but. He is a big barbecue guy, and, like, he does... The shit he can do with meat is unbelievable. And, uh, he does all that pit roast thing and, uh, whatever. All that shit. Whatever. He's good at it. Um, anyway, I would put him in charge. I'd own the food truck, and I'd put him in charge of it. But my, you know what my million dollar food truck idea would be? Uh, You know what the food truck would be called? Rink Burgers. And maybe some of the American listeners and stuff don't understand... But I shouldn't say that. That's actually ignorant of me. I, I take that back. I'm not sure what the small town USA hockey rink burger situation is, but I can tell you from growing up in them in Saskatchewan, um, that is a, if you ask any small town Canadian, and I'm going to use obviously I have to use Saskatchewan as my example because that's where I'm from. Um, you ask them any small town person or a person that's been to any small town hockey tournament. Ask them about, just ask them about rink burgers and watch their eyes light up. Everyone has that rink burger. And I'm not talking like, you know, like forget McDonald's or Burger King or any of that shit. No, I'm talking about a small town rink. If I had the money, I would go to one of these small town Saskatchewan rinks. I would buy the grill. I'd yank it right out of the kitchen. Wouldn't clean it. Fuck cleaning it. That shit hasn't been cleaned in 25 years. Throw it in the back of the truck, and that was just all I'd serve, rink burgers. That's all you're getting. Yeah. And and then at Fountain Drinks, we got Flat Coke and, uh, you know, and Flat 7-Up. And, and Orange. Orange Drink. Those are your three choices. And coffee. Coffee so hot that, uh, yeah, it'll, you know, it, just blowing on it burns the roof of your mouth. 
and give you the complete small town rink. Um, what ambiance, I guess. Yeah, that would be, and then, uh, yeah. Uh, that, oh, that's a million dollar idea. I just gave someone out there a million dollar idea. You're, think of me when it works out. But yeah, because you haven't lived until you've eaten a small town Saskatchewan rink burger. Or just small town rink burger in general. It's kind of got that red. I remember there was, I can't remember what town it was in, but it was kind of like this, uh, it might have been Langham actually. And it kind of had this sauce on it, but it was like a red sauce. No, not sure what it was. Probably don't want to know, but I'll tell you. Yeah. And it's like the rink back there were like two bucks, two twenty-five if you want a cheese though. That slice is gonna cost you a quarter. And uh oh yeah. And you just put it on there and I'm talking, man. I so, yeah, so I would go to some small town rink and like, I don't know, uh Choice Land, Belgoni, Langham, I Allen. Uh, it's some small town in Saskatchewan and just be like, yeah, here's a couple thousand bucks for your grill. I'm taking this right now. Just roll it on out, throw it in the back of the truck. Oh, you're open for business 10 minutes later. Million dollars. Yeah. Let's call it Rink Burgers. Anyway, that's what we were talking about in the lunchroom. Uh, you're all agreeing with me too. If you ever done, if you have not done it, you're missing out. That should be your mission this winter. Wherever you are. On the weekend, because there's like you know there's hockey tournaments every weekend in small towns. Find just go to a small town wherever you live. Go to a small town where there's a hockey tournament and and buy a burger. Yeah, be from some volunteer. You know they they work in two hour shifts while the tournament's on, and uh, yeah, it doesn't matter who's working the grill. It all tastes the same. Yeah, oh old time grill, little sunspun, some mystery sauce. You're good to go. Have some orange drink out of the big cooler. And throw in that quarter for cheese. Actually, who seriously, who eats burgers without cheese on them? What animal is that? What kind of animal does that? Like, if you're eating a burger, you got to put cheese on it. Like, come on. What are we doing here? Anyway. Welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. <clears throat> Do you want to talk some hockey? Oh, let's. Shall we? Um... What what whining should I start first with? Um, oh, how about Ross Johnson being mean? I love all these hockey fight fans, big fight fans on on the hockey fights and brawls page and the Enforcer Appreciation Group whining because Ross fought a non fighter. You know, still haven't figured out how this Enforcer thing works though. Yeah, we're not quite sure. And it's a, whatever it depends if you, whatever team you're cheering for, that's how you view the video. It's interesting when you look at a video with no judgment and you're just, like I said, you're you're just uh, neutral. It's amazing how your world opens up. Oh, but when you're a fan, if you're an Islander fan, how you look at it, or if you're a Flyer fan, how you look at it, you got to put your blinders over your eyes. It's embarrassing. But these are grown adults too. But I always say, no one hates fighting like fight fans. Oh, a bunch of whiny bitches. If it involves their team, you know. If it's not their team, they're okay. But as soon as it involves their team, oh my god. It's just embarrassing. But anyway, so the Islanders playing the Flyers. And who's the Flyer kid? Uh, Ronnie Allard. Ellard fights Ross Johnson. Apparently Ellard isn't a fighter. Oh, well. 
kids, yeah, 6'3", 220. They're crying like Ross Johnson was fighting the fourth line, you know, or fighting the first line European guy or something. You know, no, he's some 6'3", 220, fourth liner. Um, is he a fighter? No, you know, but, you know. Who's, who's a fucking fighter these days? I guess Ross Johnson is. I actually like Ross Johnson. I'm not knocking Ross Johnson. I like him, but, you know, whatever. Um, but it's funny, when you go back and watch the video that everyone's crying about. Um, I didn't watch the game, but of course I've read the comments on social media, and I've kind of got a feel of it before I commented about it. Uh, apparently Ellard was kind of, you know, running around, throwing a body, so it wasn't like, you know, whatever. And I, and hey, he's trying to make the team. He's a fucking, I don't mean this in a derogatory sense, but he's a nobody, right? So he's gotta, he's gotta make bones. So I get it. Run around. That's how you do it. At the same time, if you're the Islanders sitting there watching that, you're like, who, you know, who the fuck put balls on this kid? Like, who is this guy? And, uh, yeah, I guess I'm gonna go talk to him. That's enforcing idiots. I, yeah. A runs B, so C goes out and fights D. That's what you fucking idiots are talking. Like, well, why is he fighting? Why doesn't he fight one of the flyer tough guys? What? Why are they running around? But first of all, that's the, okay. I'm back it up. When you go and watch the video, it's funny because Ross Johnson's lined up with Delorier for the Flyers, and he's talking to him. So you don't think he's laying out a challenge right there? I, I noticed you missed that part in the video though. You know, you're so busy crying that Ross fought, he was mean, you know, and he was fighting some non-fighter. And if you, if you praise that, you're a clown too, whoever that fucking loser was on the message board. Yeah. Oh, he's, oh, cause the guy's 6'3", 220 can't fucking take care of himself. Like, give me a fucking break. You know, like, you know, whatever. So DeLorean doesn't fight him, whatever, the play goes on, it goes, the puck goes into the corner, they kind of fucking bump, the whistle goes, and Johnson shoves him, the kid shoves him back, and pushes, like, the kid didn't back down, he can't back down, he can't, right, he asks, it doesn't matter who it is, he's got to go for it, regardless of how scared he is, but they push and shove, and they drop the gloves and get into it, yeah, fuck, it's a bunch of, you know, whatever, punching back and forth, and yeah, Johnson kind of takes it to him, but of course... The announcers, all oh, the refs should have got in there sooner. That could have been really bad. Well, you know, could have, should have, would have, you know, fuck, you know. Well, if it had gone on, oh, if, 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 if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Like, fuck's sakes. Like, kid's fine. He goes to the pen. Not a fucking mark on him. So let's dial down the drama. Like, I love these announcers. It's amazing, though, the, the amount of influence the announcers have over these fucking dorks that post in these message boards. And on social media, it's amazing. They, it's it must be a subliminal thing or something. You see it all the time. For those listening, when you watch the video, listen to the announcers carefully. Just listen to them, what they're saying, because there's always some Homer bullshit in there somewhere. And then go read the comments with that in mind, with the Homerism in mind. Go read the comments. Oh yeah, it's amazing. I've been I've been noticing it for years. Yeah, I sh- I'm going to actually do an episode on that, like the. The role that commentators play in fights. And just a subliminal, I don't know. But oh yeah, anyway, so they're all up in arms that Johnson fought some non-fighter. Okay, well, so Allard was running around hitting guys. So in order to stop that, Johnson should fight Delorier. Who hasn't run anybody. Alright. <laughs> like, what? 
Like, I, I mean, I know that's the air quotes, the code way now. Like I said, everyone's been diluted into this fucking code thinking, you know, cause that, oh, yeah, Ross Johnson didn't follow the code. I saw that one. What fucking code? Fuck you idiots. Like, it's embarrassing. Like, ugh. well, he has to go fight. The, well, why? And it's funny because Mark Cipriano fucking record, uh, commented. You know, the old Western Hockey League uh, tough guy. And, and he was just like, yeah, that's enforcing. Like, he's just even saying it, right? Like, it's just, fuck me. It's, yeah. Well, that used to be, like I said, some guy runs around now, so then the other tough guy goes out and fights the other tough guy. I mean, in one hand, it's like, you want to talk why fighting looks stupid. That's there right there. I, I laugh at all you pinheads and your fucking code. Do you know how, how you know how stupid the code has made fighting? You know how stupid the code has made fighting look. Think about it. This guy's running around, but instead of talking to him, I'm going to go fight the other tough guy. Okay, well that that's stupid on its own. Okay. Second, oh you fuck you. Oh you got a bum tap after, or at least bro hug or. Fucking oh, or shake hands if you if you can knee a guy and shake hands on the way to the box. These douchebags will jerk you off on the message boards because that's just oh sports. That's with hockey. So that's why it's so great. Fucking losers. Like okay, like that doesn't that doesn't make fighting look stupid. Like what are we doing? Like half these guys, I think they're in such a rush to finish the fight so they can go talk about working with each, working out with each other in the penalty box in the summer with each other. Like. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, your code has made fighting look moronic, but whatever, keep it up, keep up the good work. Jesus. So, yeah, so Delorier, whatever, doesn't fight him. Um, cause it was, I don't, I can't see it being Delorier asking and Johnson turning him down and then going and fighting Ellard, because Delorier didn't really seem all that mad about it. Like, you know, like if you're challenging a guy, he doesn't fight you, and then all of a sudden he goes and fights the non-fighter. Like you'd think you'd be losing your shit. He really wasn't. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know, John. So if John, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't in on the conversation, but they're talking. So I'm assuming there's some sort of one of them's asking the other, and by Delorier's reaction, I'm assuming it. I'm assuming again. I don't know. But I'm assuming by Deloria's non-reaction after the fight that it was Johnson asking him to fight, and he said no. For whatever reason, maybe he was told not to. I'm not going to get on Deloria for turning a fight down because I'm not in the bench. I don't know what was said. Because maybe the coaches were like, eh, you know, don't bother. You know, or maybe he's fucked up. Who knows? I don't know. It's a long year. So I'm not going to make any judgments. But I'm just going by what I'm thinking. This is my guess. But regardless, they were talking. And then, whatever, they were pushing and shoving, and the kid dropped his gloves. You don't want to fight, don't drop your gloves. It's that simple. No one's going to start beating on you if you don't drop your gloves. Because if you do nowadays, shit, you'll get three to five in Sing Sing if you do that. So, but he openly challenged, or whatever, he accepted the challenge, or whatever, fought him. And whatever, that's, who's texting me? Um, so, um... My mom's telling me they're going to a 50s, 60s concert tonight at TCU. Um, okay. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the heads up, I guess. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it's just, 
whatever. It's, uh, yeah, it just, and it wasn't the end. I don't give a shit. I just, like I said, I just read these comments of these supposed guys that call themselves fight fans or really, some of them really fashion themselves as like fight experts and just don't know. Oh, they can give you times and dates and years and fight cards and they can do all that. But when it comes down to the actual why, not a fucking clue. Not a clue. And you know why? Because it's just it, it, just the homerism. They can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. The us and we crowd. They just cannot take their personal feelings out of shit. It's amazing to me. Amazing. They're just so wrapped up in their team that they can't look away. It doesn't matter what you... From the 70s, 80s, 90s to current. They just can't look at what they were a Flyer fan in the 70s. They're crying about that fight the other night. It doesn't matter. They just can't take personal feelings out of it. And it's just like, at that point, I can't take you seriously. I really can't. I get being a fan of a team. I get it. That's fine. But I, I, and I, but I've always said this. I can't look at a grown adult that can't be objective over a sporting event or a video of, and just can't give you uh, just a, an objective non-biased answer I I just don't understand it I just like you could play a video and it's a Montreal whatever Montreal well perfect example the other day I was sitting there talking to that guy about once again the Larry Robinson Dave Schultz fight came up and of course all these hab nerds are going on and on that Robinson destroyed Schultz that really ended the Flyers I'm like well that fight happened before the, the Flyers went and won two cups after the fight happened no, yeah, but that really ended Schultz. The, okay, again, you keep using this term, ended the Flyers. How did it end them when they went back-to-back cups after the fight? Oh, well, Robinson made a living destroying the Flyers. He fought two Flyers in his life, Selesky and Schultz, both before they won cups. No, but that proved that Montreal wasn't going to get bullied, and he hammered the bull. It just This idiot just keeps going on and on and on, and it's like... But that's not what happened. And that's, like I've said a million times on here, that Robinson-Schultz fight's the most overblown bullshit. Did Robinson win? Yeah, I'm not, whatever. It was literally two punches. Schultz trips on a stick. Robinson pulls him down. But then Robinson stands up right away and hits him two more times. There was not a mark on Schultz. He wasn't bleeding. He wasn't anything. Now, am I saying Schultz won? Well, no, he didn't win. Because Robinson, but Robinson literally... Landed like four punches to the back and side of Schultz's head. That's the big, huge Larry Robinson taming the bullies fight or moment in these Montreal Canadiens fans. And then his big comeback is, well, how many cups does he have? Larry's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Yeah, Robinson was one of the greatest defensemen of all time. That's not what I'm talking about. And the Montreal Canadiens are one of the biggest dynasty, or one of the most, uh, in all of professional sports. Again, that's not what I'm talking about. Like I said, dipshit. Your claim was that Larry Robinson intimidated the bullies and, and took all their physicality out of them and ended them. When after these two fights that he fought the two Flyer guys, the Flyers went on and won two cups with him afterwards. So you're, I'm just saying your statement makes no sense. That's not true at all, what you're saying. How many cups did they win after? Blah, blah, blah. Just, it, but they're just fucking morons. 
They just got to keep fucking talking over and over again. And it's like, and they're like, oh yeah, typical flyer fanboy. That's his big response to me. I'm a flyer fanboy. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about any of these teams. I'm not a fanboy of anything. I'm telling you how it is. I'm the only one that's got any sense in this conversation. And then I got a bunch of these pinheads, Montreal guys yapping at me. Who would you rather have, Robinson or Schultz, bro? What the fuck are you talking about? That's your big, that's not what we're talking about. But that's their big comeback. Like, and then it's like, and then when they, and then, so when I present it to them, their, their reply back is that I'm a flyer fanboy. I am the fanboy in this conversation. Yeah, all right. But see, this is what I mean about the stupidity of social media. That people just say stupid shit. And it's just, I don't know. Well, the thing is, though, if you say it amongst your other Montreal little fanboys or with this Islander flyer, amongst your other flyer fan, they'll agree with you. Or go listen to a flyer podcast. They're probably crying about Johnson being mean, too. So it just validates these douchebags and their opinion. And it's just like, ugh. So you have to listen to like an objective. But I, I don't know, is, are there any? I mean, you know, I like to fancy myself as a neutral observer, but how many are there nowadays? Like, really, when you listen to these team podcasts, I mean, that, that's as fanboy as you get. Like, are you going to get an unbiased opinion on a Bruins channel or a fly? Of course not. It's the point of their fucking podcast. And that, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying, so when they these people listen to it, all they get is their opinions are... Because they already have the fanboy opinion. Well, it just gets validated listening to this shit. Just like these guys in this group, the other Montreal nerds. They're, this guy's stupid opinion that it ended the Flyers' bully reign just gets backed up by Habs fans 78 and 25 cups and Lafleur rules guy posters all agree with this guy. Well, you're all a bunch of idiots. I'm going to segue into something here. And it's just like, oh yeah, whatever. You know. Anyway. So, and then you, you that well, and then like I said, not only does it, it get validated by the TV, the shows on the network here, like, like I said, there's 50 shows on the network and all the NHL teams are represented. I say that every week, right? Well, yeah, when you go and tune into one of these shows, you're not going to get a, 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 you know, a varying opinions. No, you're going to get the Homer look at the Blues or the Car- or Hurricanes or whatever fucking show you're listening to. So there's no objectivity, you know. And again, that's fine, but it's like, you can listen to that and, and for the team news and all that stuff. But like I said, when you watch a video, how it's just, well, I mean, you have people that, yeah, whatever. That does, that goes for sports or politics or any of this shit. You can have the truth right in front of your face if it's not something you want to hear. You argue or just make up your own reality. You know, whatever. Like I said, you can play a fight video and get ten different answers. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there watching the video and like I said, I have no vested. I don't care who wins. It doesn't matter who was on what team. I don't care. Like I said, you're getting the ultimate neutral observer. I don't care. So I'll sit and watch this video like, all right, you know. And then I go and read the comments and it's amazing. It's just, oh yeah. And then you go look at the guy's profile. Oh, he's a flyer guy. Or oh, he's a Bruins guy. Okay, that's why O'Reilly always won. All right. Yeah, it's just like, oh, just why? I don't. Why?
why. Again, like I said, that's going to be a theme throughout this show. And now, a message from our sponsors. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for a season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Is Colorado going to repeat? Is Toronto Maple Leafs, is this going to be finally be the year? I see Carolina's up there in the Stanley Cup Futures bets as well. If that wasn't enough excitement, you could turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. But anyway, as I said in the intro of of my show with Joe, um, once again with social media, um, every once in a while, I'm, I'm not, I don't do it as much as I used to on Twitter. I've been kind of low key on Twitter for the most part, but every once in a while I get a little irritated. Um, and it's usually when I'm like, I'm, I'm sort of trapped somewhere. Like I believe on this one, I was there, I was at work, but I was, there was a train. And if anybody's been inside through the train that goes across 22nd street. Yeah. I was there for like, I don't know, 10 minutes waiting for this train. So I basically just put the truck in part, actually shut the truck off and sat there. And I'm just scrolling and, and I'm like, I'm going to reply to these douchebags. Normally I don't. I've been getting better. I Oh, before I used to be really combative on Twitter. I'm not so much anymore. But, and I mean, I get it. It's like you're not going to change anyone's opinion or nothing. It doesn't matter. I get it. But it's sort of like, just sort of like, yeah, I'm just going to call this guy an idiot because it's embarrassing, you know, whatever. But... Kevin Kurz, he is a writer for the Athletic. He's the New York Islanders writer for the Athletic. As I always say with the Athletic. Written by the Unathletic. For the never, to be read by the Never Athletic. Um, so he is a journalist. Um, that's his profession. That's his profession. He's a journalist. Okay. So... Um, he's on Twitter and, uh, and again, Islander guy, right? Um, so his tweet was the flyers send their cement headline of non NHLers in brackets. Delorier is debatable, uh, out there to take runs at Wallstrom. It seems, it seems. So you're not quite sure. It just seems that way. But again, you're a professional. Like, this is okay. So obviously, douchebag knows how to, you know, I know what he's doing. Obviously, he's firing up his, his, his base. What, how many followers? He has 30,000. Who would read this guy's horse shit? But 30,000 followers. Um, uh, and, and I'm just laughing at the people that replied. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, and then like somebody pointed out with Delorier and like this guy, like I said, he's, this is supposed to be a professional. See, now, like I grew up with Bob McKenzie. He was a writer in the hockey news and he's on Twitter and stuff like that. To me, that's a professional. 
Yeah, obviously there wasn't social media back then. But when you read the hockey news with or a Bob McKenzie article, he wasn't calling players cement heads and goons and everything else. Not like the the late the last hockey news douchebag Ken Campbell, who unfortunately I have to actually share a network with. Yeah, that douchebag's on the network. Who who would listen to that nasally prick show? I'll never know. Yeah, but oh, most unprofessional. And and the thing is, is I am when I yap at these guys and take shots at them. I'm not instigating shit with them. I am simply replying to douchebag shit that they post. To, and I love it. And you know what the best part is? Is they prove my point every time. Every time you prove my point. So, yeah. Delorius played 500 NHL games. So I don't really know if I would call him a, a non-NHLer. It's not really debatable when you've played 500 games. You're an NHLer. But of course, all his little minions are in there and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, and they they agree with them. So, of course, um, I reply, ah, yes, the athletic, written by fanboys with the same level of professionalism as the as the diehard with the GeoCities team blog. Yeah, because that's exactly what these these supposed journalists sound like on Twitter. They're like little fanboys. Like he, okay, he's the writer for the Islanders on the Athletic, but he writes like he is, like he's a like just a fan in the at the he's like flyer guy or islander guy 69 on twitter that's that's what his tweets look like but you're supposed to be a journalist like both sides objectivity like a, that used to be journalism it's not anymore but that's what it used to be but now it's yeah they're just like little fan girls and it's like Whatever. So they, they po- so they're called, yeah, so like I said, the, so this guy's supposed to be a professional writer. Here he's calling NHL players meathead. No, what was it? Cement heads. Cement heads and whatever and goons and blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. So we'll just name, like, but Ken Campbell was great at that too. He'd call them all meatheads and everything else and goons and, you know, useless and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, cause that's professional when you're the head editor, the senior editor of the hockey news calling athletes meatheads and stuff. You know, that's why I've talked to a bunch of ex NHLers, Ken. That's why they never had any, they had any respect for you. No, they all thought you were a douchebag. So, you know, but whatever. Um, so I write, ah, yes, written by fanboys, same level, blah, blah, blah. So, of course, in all his professionalism, to prove my point, he replies back, oh, are you, ah, are you going to be okay? Well, first of all, douchebag, you're the one crying that apparently the flyer goons are out there running people. So you're the one crying about it, not me. And I just replied, oh, I'm fine, thank you. And what's it, and thank you for proving my point again. You're such a pro. There you go. Like, do you think Bob McKenzie would reply to tweets like that or, you know, any of these, like, actual journalists? No. Well, first of all, I wouldn't have made a douchebag tweet to begin with, but for, and then just don't reply. But I said these, these little fanboys, that's what I said. You have fanboys writing this shit now. Like I said, that's probably why the athletic costs a dollar to subscribe to, you know, for the first month. Yeah. Must be making tons of money. I wonder how much this guy's making. Fuck, you know, a cent a word and fucking a can of beans or what? Like, yeah. 
But that's the same thing with that Sarah Siv and all these people and these all, these people that are supposedly uh, supposed to be journalists or media members or stuff. They're just they're no different than insert team sixty nine fan, Bruin fan, God of Thunder, you know Neely rules, you know all you know Marner girl. Yeah, you're no different than them. But you should be. You're supposed to be. You should be above it. You shouldn't be fanboying or fangirling out. You're supposed to be a journalist. Write what's happening and report what's happening. Don't cry about smacked heads and goons and everything else. You know, but they can't get out of their own way. They can't help themselves. They can't. And it, it watch this year. It, I, well, every these episodes from here on out, I'll oh I'll be going on and on. I'm sure about this reporter and that reporter. It doesn't end. It's just embarrassing. But this is the level. But hey, when when you have Stephen A. Smiths and Skip Baylesses and Joan, Jim Rome's and the whoever that Mike whatever that douchebag in New York is sports rate. That's that's what you get. And this is the, and this is what people grow up on, and that's what it's like. Shock jock sports now, and oh, if I I'm gonna do my fire fire takes, and you know, and it's just, but I guess it, uh, well, it got you talking, it gets people talking. I'm talking about, see, I'm talking about it. Yeah, but I'm not talking about it in a good way. So that's the thing. I mean, okay, like you say, like any publicity is good publicity. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I get, I get the sentiment, but it's just like, yeah, but if you're a douchebag, you're just, you're a douchebag. Like, I don't know, like, like I said, yeah, this guy's got 30,000 followers, all of them probably Islander fans, obviously. And I mean, does anybody outside of New York read any of his shit? No, because it's like fanboy drivel. So, okay. Oh, but you have the fat guy on fourth line voice yelling about me. Oh, but when, you know, I showed him, like, yeah, but I'm pointing out what a douchebag you are. So I don't, like, and how unprofessional you are. That's a win is to get, like, shown, exposed to being uh, what a loser you are. That's a win in your books. Like, it, but in their minds, it is, which it's just like a mindset I don't understand. Like, Oh, somebody proved that I'm an asshole and I'm unprofessional. Big win for me. They're talking about me, though. All right. Like, I guess. But I don't know. I like, I, I mean, I guess it, that uh, where, what I'm talking about really has no, like I would say, it, this, the bit has no ending. It's just, this will just go on and on. Oh, I could watch when somebody bullies the Islanders later. He'll cry about that next week. Like it's just on and on, or whoever the whoever the writer of whatever athletic branch there is, watch the Bruins athletic guy. He'll cry about someone the next first time someone's mean to the Bruins, or he'll be shit talking players and uh, just embarrassing. But actually, probably now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, they're embarrassing and everything else, but you know what's actually more embarrassing? Um, I'm actually more embarrassed that people read it. 
Like these guys are given a platform because people will read their garbage. Why? That's what I don't understand. Even if you're a fan of the Islanders, who would read this whiny goofs shit? Like, I don't know. Whatever. I'm just talking to myself. I'm, I'm just talking in circles at this point. But, you know, whatever. I don't get it. Oh, hey, did you see the... Of course, all the advertising and everything. The NHL's, I mean, it's slowly becoming... Like, they're going to end up looking like European jerseys in no time. But they're slowly putting, like, ads on the jerseys and stuff. Did you... I can't... What team is it that has the ad? Did you see the decal on the helmet? It's raised. It's like a 3D decal. Oh, yeah. Well, that won't hurt punching that. Like, fuck. <laughs> really? Because you can't take your helmet off to fight and whatever. So now you got visors on. 3D raised decals on the side of helmets. Like, oh, just carving up your hands left and right. Oh, good times, good times. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the other day I was asked just a simple question. What were my thoughts of Eric Lindros as a fighter? I don't know if I've ever talked about this. I mean, I've talked about Eric Lindros, um, I don't, to this, me personally, I don't know, to this day, I don't, I've never seen, like, again, a prime Lindros. I don't think we've ever seen anything like that before or since. Um, a guy that big could move like that, could shoot, could score, could hit, was mean, really mean. Um, just the, like, Others did things better, but I don't think anybody put it all together like he did. Um, like, I mean, in the set, like, okay, you had Shanahan and Neely and talk. Yeah, they were tough. They were fighters and whatever, power forwards, um, and again, and stuff like that. And that's true. But I think in the, in the sense with Lindros is he was like those guys, but he was just so much bigger. And he hit, like his hits were like, I know Neely hit and, and stuff like that, but, they didn't have the impact of Lindros hitting you. And it was just like, you know, and he could fight anybody. Didn't fight much. Um, I think when I read his, uh, his, well, I couldn't unfortunately bring back his, bring up his drop your gloves thing, but looking at the hockeyfights.com fight card, eh, which is, their fight cards aren't great. I think he had, I, I, now off the top of my head, I can't remember, but it's like 40 some fights. So, but obviously with the head thing and everything else, he's not going to fight that much. But, um, yeah, um, so yeah, so the question was, what did I think of Lindros as a fighter? Um, I think if he had concentrated on it more, and of course about the head thing and everything else, um, he would have been, he, he was good at it. Um, uh, I, he was definitely, like if he, once he clamped, like watching the fights today, cause like I said, I've seen Lindros fight again, but when I had the question, I knew I was going to bring it up on the show. I just kind of did a quick YouTube and, you know, went, went through a bunch of his fight, like against bigger name guys. And, uh, just to, like, refresh my memory. And, um, yeah, like, he basically grab, like, grab both arms, and he'd kind of let the guy punch, he'd take the few punches or whatever, and he'd come back, um, looked like he had a pretty sharp right hand, um, uh, like he wasn't throwing wild bombs, like, twist or anything, but he'd snap a jab off at you, um, and he, but he was just so strong, right? He could just wrestle guys, and, um, but he was one of those, like, he definitely fought mean. And you get, oh, the code. Like, no, when guys went, he would throw shots when they were down. Like, he was fighting mad. Like, he was mad. 
And you could tell when you watched him fight, he had a temper. And you could see he'd be get he'd get wound like if you go watch a bunch of Lindros fights, you'll see what I mean. You can see him getting more aggravated as the fight goes on. He's getting mad. And at the end of the day, when you watch Lindros, regardless, you know, whatever, he was a mean motherfucker. He was mean. You watch him hit, watch him finish hits on guys. He was mean. And he didn't care about hurting guys. He was mean. There's nothing wrong with that. That's why I liked him. But it was just like, but he fought mean too. Like when he'd get wound up, you could see he would throw shots and the refs were in there when you were down because he was fighting mad and he was proving a point. Again, nothing wrong with that in my mind. Um, but yeah, the epitome of that to me with the, the, the Lindros fight and he could take shots is the fight with Simon. Again, this is on YouTube. Watch this fight with Simon. Simon fucking hits him with some good lefts and Lindros does not go down and he keeps coming and you can see him getting mad as the fight goes on and uh you know and he comes back on Simon and uh and he takes some shots but he throws some shots too and he lands some good ones on Simon he uh, had a good fight with McSorley uh good fight with Darian Hatcher um threw around Bob Bugner a couple times uh own line um Joe Ricci I believe Ricky was his first fight in the NHL. It kind of catches him with an uppercut, puts him down, uh, kind of buckled Joe Thornton. Not that Joe Thornton was a fighter, but, um, you know, but that was at the end of Lindros. That might have been one of Lindros' last fights. So that's when Lindros was the Rangers, I believe. Um, yeah, like I said, didn't fight often. Uh, oh, had a really, you know, kind of uh, Dean Chanel. If there's another tough guy that he kind of, you know, had his, I, I, I would say he sort of, you know, controlled that, um, Kale Hulse, um, yeah, he, like I said, didn't fight a lot, right around 40 fights, I think, if my, if I remember what I looked at, um, but yeah, he, uh, I think if, obviously, it's always, anytime we're talking about Lindros, it's like, oh, if the head thing went, right, um, yeah, I think without that, if he had focused on fighting maybe more, if he had fought a little more, he could have, he would have been, he could have been really good at it. Actually, you know what I was really surprised with? Him and Chara got into it a little bit. They didn't fight. They kind of pushed and shoved and whatever, and everybody got in there and whatever. But when Lindros and Chara are pushing and shoving, Lindros is not that much smaller than Chara. And he's wider than Chara is. And, you know, and because Chara was with the Islanders at the time, so he hadn't obviously got to Bruin size Chara, but, but, I mean, obviously he can get taller, but he got obviously a little thicker. I know Chara was just ripped, though. But you could see, like, Lindros is almost... Well, like, when Chara grabs guys, you know how they, it looks. Like, it looks like little kids, right? Lindros is, like, almost eye-to-eye with him. Like, that's how big Eric Lindros was. And and wide. Like, big and wide. Like, he wasn't, there wasn't, he wasn't skinny. So, it's like, I couldn't imagine. Because he had to... Like, Lindros had to be 6'5", 6'6". And it's just like, Jesus, you know... And he grabs you. Like, you can just see when he grabs guys, that would just be like an advice. And yeah, he, uh, when you get a guy that strong, that's that mean, um, yeah, he could have been, he could have been a real good fighter if he had focused. Like, if he didn't have the skills that he had and he was just going to be like, an, he could probably have been pretty good. Cause you could see he could take shots. Like I said, Simon, the Simon fight's a perfect example of that he can eat punches. Um, now again, this was before the head thing and everything else, but I'm just, all things being equal, <clears throat> um, Lindros could take a shot, wasn't afraid to take a shot. He would stand there and take a few to throw a couple, was mean about it, 
Yeah, I think Lindros. Lindros is a pretty solid fighter. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, well, here, I, I've been sitting there twirling this pack of hockey cards. Um, so I'm going to open these up. Like I said, it's an audio podcast, but I'm going to open these hockey cards. Um, once again, I was at Dollarama buying some stuff. And um, I bought the little the little grab packs there that they have. I mean, they're a complete ripoff, but I just... But I always hope, like, because they used to put, like, the, the old score packs in there, speaking of Lindros, that year. And the uh, 99, was it 90, 91 score, or upper deck. And, so I always liked getting them for those, but uh, they haven't been really doing that lately. And anyway, what you know what pack I got this time? That 21-22 Opeachy. I'm like, oh, great. So let's see if I know any of these guys. Uh, Jake DeBrusque. Kevin Rooney. Sean Couturier. Rookie season review. Whatever that. Oh, Carey Price. I know who that is. Braden Shen. Nate Schmidt. And Blake Lazzotti. Whoever that is. Wow. That was uh, exciting right there, folks. Ugh. Into the garbage. Uh, I'd rather prefer the 90-91 score. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, you know what, guys? I, I kind of think that's it. Um, yeah, sorry. I mean, I just don't, I just don't have much today. I, I really don't. Um, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. There'll definitely be, as the season kind of goes on, there'll definitely be, uh, uh, probably more to talk about. Um, I believe I read today that uh, Jake, the Kings released Jake Doty, which was unfortunate. Um, now, I don't know if that means he's going back to uh, the American League. I hope so. Um, it was nice to see him play some preseason games. Nice to see him get that look. Um, yeah, other than that, I, I did read, again, with the... There's a couple preseason fights and everybody... Everyone's so starved for violence. They jump up and down. I think this is going to be the year the fighting's back in the league. And it's like, no, it's not. I mean, you might see at the start of the year in every league, there'll be a bunch of fights because, you know, whatever guys are fired up. And as it evens out and as the season goes on, the fighting will slow right down. Um, I think the East Coast League will be interesting this year. Uh, really looking forward to the Federal League with all the Ice Wars guys down there. Um, oh, speaking of that. Um, I know he's being a little secretive of it, but, um, and I don't, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be coy or anything. I don't know anything about it. I just know what I heard. I was listening to Terry Ryan's show, um, the other day and Terry Ryan went down to Boston and filmed, uh, something for what he called the hockey fight league. It's a new fight league and they got a hold of Terry through the NHLPA um, and it's sort of mixed in with the UFC. That's what Terry Ryan was saying. And he wasn't saying too much, like I said, but he did go down and he filmed the fight. Now, I don't know, and I, I haven't talked to Terry about it, nor I don't think he would tell me anyway, but um, I do text with Terry now and again. I have to get him on the show. We talked about that, but he's so busy. Um, now, when he says he, like, I don't know if it's for a movie and this is part of the movie. I don't know. But by the sounds of it, um, it sounds like a legitimate, these guys are trying to start a hockey fight league. And uh, so I don't know if Terry was just used for the ad for it or actually fought. I'm not sure. And I don't know if this is the same one. 
if, if longtime listeners will recall me talking about this, Josh Gratton was talking about getting a fight league going and he was involved with people and they were talking to the UFC about it and whatever and it didn't really pan out. I don't know if that's the same thing and they're just starting up talks again and this time they got Terry Ryan involved. Again, Terry just sort of gave the outline of what was happening. He never got into, well, this is who's in it and this is what they're planning on doing. He didn't say anything like that. He just called the Hockey Fight League. It was in Boston and he went down and filmed and he fought and they filmed it. Now, I don't know, again, if the fight was like a, a pulled punches just for an advertising or what it was. I This is me speculating. This isn't, I didn't ask Terry. I haven't asked anybody. I would think it was simulated combat. <clears throat> as sort of a promotional video for them to take to the UFC guys or to investors or whatever to show them this is our idea. Instead of just explaining it to them, here, we'll show you. And I think that's what Terry was used for. So I don't think he like fought legitimately they're dropping bombs on each other, but I'm sure it was like, you know, how when you and your buddies would fight out in the road or out playing shinny, you'd hit, and you know you got hit, but no one was breaking noses. But you were hitting. I'm sure that's probably what this was. Again, this is my speculation. I'm gonna. Talk, I'll. I'll. I'm gonna. Don't worry, folks. I will put on my investigative journalism hat and I will look further into this. But um, yeah. So I like if that's like if they're it's that's the real deal and they're trying to get that going. I really wish they would pair up with Ice Wars and let's just make because it's hard enough to find guys to fight. Let alone now you're gonna split the pie up even more. Like I, I would hope they would just join forces and let's make one big good fight league. That would be cool. But we'll see what happens. So that's something to chew on. There's a little food for thought. Could be a, a second hockey fight league ice wars type deal going on. Again, I'm just reporting what Terry Ryan said on his show. Go listen to Terry Ryan's latest episode. He talks about it at the start. Um, like I said, he's not... I'm sure there's only so much, obviously, that he could talk about, or he would have given us the whole rundown, and I haven't texted Terry to ask him about it, nor, if I did, would he tell me anything about it. I'm not saying he would or wouldn't, but if he did, it would probably be in confidence. If he did, I'm not saying he would, I'm just saying, and I wouldn't report it on here anyway, because I'm not going to do that to anybody. So, but, I will continue to dig around what's going on here, and, uh, I will come, I will report back my findings. Look at that, I'm not going to talk long and I talked an hour. How about that? Never ends. What did I really talk about today? I don't know. It just felt like I was rambling. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just irritated at writers and fanboys and just, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess I get like that. I get, I get scrambly with my thoughts when I read social media before I record because I get so irritated at everybody that I'm reading. That it all just becomes word soup. Yeah. Don't don't read social media then podcast. I mean you can get fired up, it'll put you in a headspace, but I think it me- it messes up my delivery. Like I said, I don't know what I really talked about today. Um uh, anyway guys, going forward here, I've talked to a few guys about coming on the show. Uh yes, Nick, I know I got I have to get my Battleship Kelly questions ready. I really want to do that interview. Um yeah, other than that, um, I don't really have, I have nothing recorded in terms of interviews, so I can't throw that out at anybody, but um, I don't know. We'll leave it at that, folks. Anyway, 
I am done talking for today. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta go out to the nephew's birthday. So, uh, I am out of here. I hope everybody listening in Canada has an excellent Thanksgiving. Uh, to American listeners, thank you. Thank you guys, everybody, for listening. And like I always say, I know there's a million shows out there. And, um, you know, the fact that you guys chose to... Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. Remember, I said I had a question for you guys. <coughs> and it was a serious question. And it is. Because I was just about to say what it was about. Um, I know I've mentioned this on this show a million times. And Alec has said the same thing. And we've all kind of, uh, you know, whatever, talked about it. But... Um, I'm serious, and I want my regular, and I know I have a bunch of regular listeners, I want to hear from you guys, you guys all have, we all follow each other on social media, send me a private message through Twitter or Facebook, what have you, if you're not on social media, as I always say, hockeyfights at hotmail.com, and I want to hear from you guys, don't just, oh well other guys will say something, so I won't, I want to hear from you, because I have a question, and, and I need your help. And it's about the show. How? Because I don't know. I've run out of answers. I've talked to the network guys. Dylan and I bounced this around. Each and I have talked about this. I've talked to other podcasters about this. And I've, I have no idea. And I'm in this, and especially from my show. Because my show is such a niche show. And basically my show... Um, it, it, it feeds to an older demographic. The young, the young up and coming fight or hockey fans, these millennial, these Gen Zers, they're not going to listen to my show. My show was nightmare fuel to them. I'm completely honest with that. So basically, the majority of Twitter or Instagram or whatever isn't going to listen to my show. They don't give a shit about hockey fights. They don't care. Like I said, they think the Flyers have mean teams now, and Delorier's a goon. You know, whatever. That's So they're not going to listen to this show. So they're out. I'm never going to get them as listeners. That's fine. But the, pe- the people that would listen to my show probably are not on social media. Because social media, what's the demographic of, like I said on Twitter, what's the demographic? Probably, I don't know, 15 to 30 maybe. I don't know, 25. Same with Instagram. I think that's kind of a young person's game. I mean, for older people, it would probably be Facebook. Facebook's probably my best shot. But how do I get people to listen? That is my question to you. How could I advertise this show better? I need your help. Because, like, how did whoever, the people that are listening to my show now, how did you find out about it? Did someone tell you? Did you see one of my posts? Did you click on it? I need to know. Because, like I said, I don't know if no, if people don't tell me anything. So I don't know if you don't tell me. So that's my question. I need to hear from you guys. I'd love, I want your feedback. How did you hear about me? How, and I'm just looking for suggestions. What should I do to promote my show? I'm stuck, guys. I don't know. My show is in a rut. I'm sort of sitting here. Like I have my regular listeners. I, I gain a couple here and there, depending on who it is. My show kind of goes up, blips up a little bit, blips down a little bit, but it's sort of just kind of, baseline, you know, I'm doing okay. I mean, I got people listening, but it's, you know, it's not like I get, you know, three people and someone that hit the wrong link listening. I mean, I do okay, but I would like to, how do I get, how do I grow it? You know, there's nothing wrong with grind to grow your show. That's the point. But it's just, how do I reach more people? I don't know. Like I'm on social, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook. Every day I put the links out. I put the show graphics out. You guys have seen them. I do it every day. I don't know what more to do. I don't know. 
That's why I would say I'm for you guys, the listeners. I rely on you guys. You know, the old the old fried chicken fight more or the fight message board guys. If you're listening, it's like tell tell a member that isn't or an ex member that you're still in touch with that isn't on social media. Hey, there's this guy you should listen to. Just download the Spotify app. It's Fourth Line Voice. He talks about old fights and interviews, guys. You dig it. You're a fight fan or whatever. That, I, that's what I need you guys to do. Like I said, I don't have alcohol named after me. I don't have, and again, I'm not knocking the network and this and, and Dylan, they know I'm not, I'm fortunate to be on the network. I, you know, whatever. I've been a good soldier for this, for this place, but it's not Barstool. It's not ESPN or Sportsnet. Like it doesn't have the millions of reach. So I don't have that monster. I don't have that machine behind me. You know, and I know the network tries. They have people, whatever, but they have 50 other shows that they got to, help promote too so i again i'm i'm just i've got my hands out here i'm at a loss what do i need to do to gain listeners and then how did you find out about me and if anybody out there has suggestions please send me a, a private message email whatever let me know i'm asking you guys as listeners you listen to the show every week i'm very thankful that you do and I need you guys right now. I need to hear from you. Because I am stuck. I don't know what to do. So, that is my, I guess that's my plea to you people out there. Yes. Uh, just, I'm, I'm just curious what you think I could do. I'm open to suggestions or ideas or, or you know, whatever. Because, I don't know, I'm stuck. Like I said, I've talked to, like, network people that this is their job. And they, I don't know. You know, you're sort of a niche product. And I realize there's only so much growth I can have. There, when you're niche, that's, there is. You're, you have a ceiling. And that's fine. But I don't think I've hit the ceiling yet. I think there's a lot of listeners I could still get. But how? I don't know how. So, and if any of you send me a message and say I should start doing TikTok videos, I'm blocking you. <laughs> uh, outside of TikTok, what should I do? Um, so anyway, I'm really curious and I'd really love to hear from you guys. I really would. Um, but anyway, that's my show for today, everybody. Um, yeah, kind of, I know it's kind of a, eh, you know, but, I, but I always say, I always want to put something out there for you guys. At least, you know, guys for something to listen to on your commute or on your, when you're working out or whatever. Um, I always want to give you guys something. So at the very least, just rant and rant and roll. That's what we'll do here. But, uh. Anyway, as the season starts up here, I hope you guys, whatever team you're fans of, I hope they win for you. And uh, I'm sure it'll get, there'll be definitely opportunities and occurrences that'll carry the podcast through the hockey season. There's always something to yell and scream about. But I'm at, like I said, I'm really looking forward to some of the lower leagues and what some of these the young kids can do and some returning veterans can do. And uh, it's going to be interesting. But uh, we're going to talk all about it as the season goes on, right? So... Uh, Wednesdays and Sundays, folks, is when I'm here, and uh, rate and review my show, I always appreciate that, download, don't stream, and uh, that goes for any podcast that you listen to, believe me, the content creators will appreciate it, and uh, all my Canadian folks out there, enjoy your turkey, and uh, I'll get out of here, I'll talk to you cats on Wednesday, but remember, let me know, I want to hear from you guys, thanks everybody.
and you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?